and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2 8. It was just a 2 8. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you Are we kissing every stuff, Chris? Stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him when it comes to FIFA. This guy's 68. We're gonna have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's now. It looks like a heron shat all over it. So you guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now. Yeah, I understand, Kevin. This is how this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome everybody to episode number one thirty-three. Got to get that fixed. One thirty-three of the Battle Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, as always, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? I mean, I'm just bringing the pans out because we're fucking cooked. We're cooked. We're fucking done. Throw throw the whole throw the whole season out. Oh, throw it out. Not, uh, is everybody? I mean, chat. Are you guys with me? I mean, look at Mr. Krabs. He's mentioning the biggest thing right here. You know who would have won the game? Emerson Rodriguez. Mm. And yeah, I, I know. Like that. That somebody was 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 lighting up your ear here, trying to speculate that he still might not be officially gone. But we're not even gonna get into that because. Until it's official, I don't want to hear anything about it. But um, it's my ears, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a couple things before we get talking about the game. We lost another player to the preseason tour. Kremaki, obviously, the preseason tour, this grueling schedule, obviously took a toll on Kremaki. And he has a sports hernia, which he got, uh, he got surgery on already, right? I believe he already got the surgery. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, it was all due to this grueling schedule, uh, the uncomfortable flights that they're taking and all that other stuff. So hopefully he gets better. Uh, but that's it. The preseason tour claimed another one. And then we came out and we played a game. There we go. And we played a game today, 1 o'clock. I really wanted to get on and talk right after the game because the, the, re, the overreactions that I was seeing on Twitter was, was, was out of hand. Everybody was going a little crazy when we were down two to zero in the first 12 minutes. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought it was a bit of an overreaction. I think people started calming down a little bit once we started scoring. And we're going to get into that more in detail. But uh, overall, what Can did ask- you think of the game? Oh, go ahead. Okay. All right. So before I get to my thoughts about what I thought about the game, Real my quick. question for you uh-huh. Oh, Princess Shorty, he was waiting to see us, or she was waiting to see us, or he I don't, was waiting to see us uh, live right after. Blame Chris. Listen, he has an actual job, and he sucks. Yeah. So my question to you is, you're telling me after mm-hmm. the first two goals scored on us, like in, in the first 15 minutes, you're mm-hmm. telling me you're like, shit, this is bad. No. This is bad. No. We're done. No? No. I know, not even a little bit. You're 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 lying I, to yourself. You're lying to yourself, you know, bro. You know, no, you know when I was annoyed when I saw the starting eleven. I hate that we keep playing with three in the back. Because people keep saying, 
oh, yeah, you play five in the back because our defense sucks. But he's not playing five in the back. He's playing three in the back. If he was playing five in the back, I get it, right? Because you have help with the wingbacks on the side that are helping defending. Yeah. But those wingbacks are playing up top. They're, they're offensive players. They're not defensive players. We're literally defending with three guys in the back. And if you are going to take that, that uh, route of playing with three in the back, then you have to have somebody like Gregory out there to help fill in those gaps. But Gregory isn't playing. I love David Ruiz. I've told you since last season. I love baby yeah, Sergio he, Ramos. Yeah, he and he's getting saucy offensively now, which is great. But even though he can defend, he gets really saucy, saucy offensively, and he kind of leaves his defensive responsibilities, probably because Tata tells him to. And then Busquets is out there getting saucy. Russell's out there. I don't know what the hell Russell's doing. We'll get into him later. So it's a three-man back line. Of course we're going to get cooked consistently. We got three guys back there. Noah Allen shouldn't be there. I love Noah Allen as a left back. As a center back, he shouldn't be playing center back. Kristoff, slow as molasses. And then you got Toto Aviles out on the right side. Like It just doesn't make sense to me. Why do we keep playing with three on the back? So, and I, I think that you're bringing up a phenomenal points because Christoph to have him as your center center back who's slow as molasses is the worst. And then on top of that, I mean, I don't know if you got the starting lineup. I was going to see if I can save the starting lineup so that way we can kind of go over what you thought about the starting lineup. Right. I'll get it I guess. for you in a second. Just keep filling up. All right. So, I mean, while you do that, I mean, look, I thought, let me tell you, there's so many people that are hating on Gressel right now in the chat. It's absolutely well, amazing. With, with, with good reason, and we'll get into that in a second. But I, I do think that yeah. he was definitely one of the, the, the poorest performers out there today. Yeah, and and look, another player that some people are kind of shitting on is Noah Allen, that he got abused. But again, it goes back to Danny's point where Noah Allen's playing like super out of position as a center back. Um, just because he's on the left side doesn't mean anything. Uh, why he didn't play Taylor Thug Fung, I don't know. I have no idea. And Ikem, you, uh, you're bringing up a really good point. Ruiz is a baller. Now, I mean, Ace Lionel is saying that Aviles is so bad. I didn't think Aviles was that bad. Um, look, we got fucking shredded, dude. I really thought, dude, after seeing the first two goals, I'm like, this is fucking done. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen after this. And, um, well, the I mean, first look, one was look, definitely was bad defensively, right? They, they got caught with yeah. their pants down. It was a beautiful run, but I forgot who it was on their team that, that made that run. And, and they got caught with the, with the perfect through pass. Christoph couldn't react. A beautiful goal. That's fine. But yeah. when you think about the second goal, that started with Drake. Drake had a horrible uh, outlet pass or clearance pass, whatever you want to call it. He, that was, it was basically he kicked it to the opposing team. And that, that got things started in the wrong direction. Uh, and then Noah Allen had a horrible clearance. It, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I cut you off what you were going to say. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say anything. No, no, no. I, was, I thought you were going to keep going. I thought we'd go after the, the starting 11 after you made your point. Okay, well, go ahead. Start with the starting 11. All right, so you, you brought up the picture there. Now, I'm going to just go ahead and just go over it real briefly from what I got here. So we got Suarez and Messi playing up top, 
And then we got Ruiz on the left side, Busquets on the middle, and then Gressel on the right. And it's a 5-3-2, but, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it a 5-3-2. Jordi I, Alba I on the left. Until I saw what yeah. does. What Tata does is in a 5-3-2. That is legitimately a 3-5-2. Legit. Yeah. And then Yedlin playing the right back. And then you got Noah Allen, left center back. Kristoff, center center back. And then Aviles, right center back. I mean... Yedlin and Gressel were more playing offense than anything else. And Alba, same thing. Alba was like so far up at times. I'm like, geez, I thought you were a defender, dude. What are you doing right. over and, there? And after those first two goals, then Tata's like, all right, Busquets, maybe you should play back a little bit. But Busquets isn't that guy anymore. He's slow. He's more beneficial to us producing off offensively. With this starting 11, I'd be okay with it if you replace Busquets with Gressel and then put Gregory right there in the middle. Let him be the CDM. Let him be that, that people that fills in those gaps between the uh, Allen and, and Christoph and then Aviles and Christoph because we had nobody filling in those gaps. It was horrible. That was weird, right, that, uh, that Gregory didn't start? Did you find that weird it, or no? I, I did find it weird. I thought that he should have started. Especially when you're starting with with Ruiz and with uh, with Busquets, I I don't understand, and I get it. I was wrong. I was the one that was wrong. I get it, but I never thought that Gressel would be playing in the midfield. I always thought he's coming in to play right back or even better, right wing back. Everybody yeah. said defensively he's trash, so don't count on him defending. Okay, so right wing back that seems perfect. If you're gonna play with five in the back, he's gonna be the wing back that pushes forward, and supposedly his crosses are the best. I haven't seen it yet, but supposedly his crosses are the greatest thing that you will ever see in your life. Yeah, like he puts Andre Pirlo to shame. His, his crosses are so beautiful. I'm yet to see it because he's never on the right side. Why? Because he's playing in the midfield right down the middle. It makes no fucking sense. He's playing in messy land. He's playing like a center mid. What the hell is this guy doing? I thought we brought him in for like super crosses. I thought Campana was going to have like 45 goals. And look, and and he and unfortunately, Gressel to me, he kept turning the ball over. Like, he obviously the timing is off, right? So, I mean, but that's expected. That's expected that the time is going to be off. But we had seven offsides. Seven. That, that was rough. Tank with a hot take here, much better than Yedlin. Let me tell you guys, Yedlin is not, he's been doing pretty good so far this season. So. I mean, this preseason. And, yeah, I thought, look, I, yeah. I haven't thought that Gettin looked bad. I thought, well, if you're comparing the two, I, I would say Gressel has looked a lot worse than Yedlin. I think, I think, honestly, you, Danny, and you, chat, you're all fucking liars. Because if you're going to tell me that you weren't taking a shit after getting two goals scored on in 15 minutes, you guys are liars. You guys no, are liars. 0%. 0%. Liars. Why would Come I on, man. 3-1 by the half? Are you kidding me? It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. I, I didn't think that mattered at all. That is absolutely you, you, awful. You were stressed? I wasn't stressed at all. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Hell, I was hella stressed. I mean, this Be is a preseason last week, game. Last week, everybody's like, oh, they're going to get torched. It's going to be like 76-0. to zero. It was 3-1. It wasn't 76 to zero. That was their B team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was, it was their B team. They were missing like seven players. So it wasn't their full B team. Uh, uh, Malcolm was a team. 
no, Malcolm was playing. Uh, Michael was playing. Like, they had some starters, but they, they were missing, like, six starters. So, granted, they were missing, like, six starters. But, oh, yeah, Mal- Malcolm was tearing it up. And Michael was tearing it up. Uh, uh, I forgot the other guy that, na- that scored the first goal. He was tearing it up both. Like, it wasn't all B team. Uh, uh, Mitrovic. Mitrovic. Yeah, so, so miss me with that. Like, it wasn't all B team. Okay? Listen, but it, it was. Jay Vasquez is mentioning, after first two goals, I thought it would be a bloodbath. I also thought the same thing. I was like, this is this is going to be a – cancel the game. Cancel everything. But was right? it a bloodbath? No, it wasn't a bloodbath. I mean, right, you, you could tell that the fix was in. The referees were trying to do whatever they can to keep it close. Penalties here. Uh, David Ruiz with a fucking beauty. I don't know if we're going to go like half to half, but – First half was That's usually atrocious. your department. Usually, usually run the, the the gauntlet there. I don't know. It's up to you. Well, I mean, the first half was atrocious. Defensively, we were a disaster. Uh, look, the one positive that I can tell you that I took away from the entirety of the game is that game to game, you are starting to see that they're connecting better and that they're playing with each other a little better. Now, Gressel is not part of that because Gressel played like complete garbage, but. Aside from that, I think I mean, look, garbage is, is, a, is a stretch, but I, I didn't think that it is. Good. Listen, and I'm stretching a little bit here. I know this is a preseason game. I'm exaggerating. I get it, guys. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm kind of uh, over the top a little bit. I exaggerated t- a tad. But at the end of the day, I do love that David Ruiz is playing more aggressively because that's something that I feel like, especially as a young player at this point in time, he's in his bag, baby. So that's one player that I, I am super happy to see having really good success. So you want to see him play a more offensive-minded game? Because, see, that's the thing. I thought that he would be the guy that would take that Gregory role. And yes. it doesn't seem that way anymore. It seems like he's taking over the Farias role. Right? Farias is down. Who's going who's gonna to play instead of Farias? I thought it would be Robert Taylor. It looks like it might be David Ruiz. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know if you saw he did that little scissors, bang, bang, bang. Threw in some gas on that, on that, uh, threw in some sauce on that little sidestep and then scored the goal. That was beautiful, dude. Yeah. That was gorgeous. But, yeah. But he, um, look, again, I, I love David Ruiz. I've been telling you that since last year. But he, I, I love his aggression defensively. Offensively, he's saucy, but there was an instance in the eighth minute right before they scored the first goal that when Alhala scored the first goal where he had, Suarez at the top of the box, completely open, with plenty of room to get a first touch and a shot on goal. And instead of finding Suarez, he went for the shot instead. And I thought to myself, oh, come on, Davi. Like, I get it, because he had done a nice move to get down there. I get it. But come on, you got to pass it off to Suarez. Now, granted, Suarez wasn't necessarily uh, at the greatest of form yet either. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I look, I like Davi Ruiz playing. That whole box-to-box midfield, Gregory-type role, even Mota-type role where they're back and forth. But I feel like David Ruiz right now is really attacking. And it might be Tata that's telling him to do it because he's filling in that Farias role. But um, but I, I think he's so good when he plays box-to-box. Now, Damien in the chat is mentioning, was Kremaki available? If so, I'm not sure why Gressel stayed on the pitch. Kremaki is actually injured at the moment, so you're not going to be able to – you're not going to see him active at this point. And he look, got a sports every- hernia. He's out two to three months. Yes. So, I mean, look, uh, Ru- Ruiz is playing out of his mind right now in terms of offensively, right? Well, the first and three preseason is... games, would you say he's the standout? Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely, yeah. he's a standout. I mean, if we're talking about standout preseason games, other than David Ruiz, I don't know who else you can say is a standout because, like, standout is like completely pops out. And it's like boom, they're just in another, they're on another level. Just starting these three games, he's legitimately the only one that you've seen from last year to now reach a certain level where you're like, oof, this kid's gonna be a problem this year. So yeah, I, 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 what I think is it sucks for Kramaki. I think Kramaki's gonna be the one that loses his spot. Because I think Ruiz is starting to play that Kramaki role, right? That offensive playmaker. And Supercalifragilista yeah. said at nine minutes, uh, Ruiz did not follow his mark and the rival scored a goal. That's that the play before is where he missed Luis Suarez at the top of the box. And then he didn't follow his mark down the other side. And that's what I mean, that he's playing so offensive-minded that he's not even tracking. Well, he is tracking back. Let me not say that, right? Because I saw him busting his ass yeah. back and forth. But he's not playing that Gregory role, which is what I want. And if... I'm okay him not playing that Gregory role if Gregory is in the game. But why isn't Gregory in the game? Is it for Gressel? Like, I, 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 don't, I really hope that by the time the season starts, if Gressel is on the pitch, it's because he's playing right wing back. But I, I don't at, think look, that he should be starting in the midfield. But no, look at what no, look, no, Tank, you are wrong. Look at what Tank, Tank is saying. Tank, you're out of your mind. What? what? David Ruiz is standing out. Leonel Messi, maybe maybe you're just saying that as a given, but Messi has been balling this preseason. Uh, who else? Uh, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head that's stood out. That's played solid, okay, but that has stood out, those two. No, there's nobody else that's – I yeah, mean, there's nobody I, else that stood no, out. But, like, okay, so let's go the other way. Who has looked horrible? Gressel. Drake. Kristoff. Christoph. No, I, I don't no. want to say Drake has looked awful because I mean he has some good saves, the... but he also let in some gimmies. Yes, he did. Um that, that game winning goal by Malcolm that literally went between his mitts. Yes. I think um that Christoph, misread header. Yeah. That was the second or the third goal. Drake has had a rough go. I think Christoph, the thing is, look, and I know people are probably gonna talk about Noah Allen. But to me, Kristoff plays center back, dude. Like, do your fucking job. Like, be solid back there. And I don't know. He's not looking great right now. And that's somebody that when he came on, we were like, oof, this guy's solid. He's like a rock, you know, a wall back there. But he's not looking great. Um, I mean, Sergio Busquets, I, I guess you could say that he's, I guess, somewhat improving, getting a little bit smoother into the transaction and stuff like that, like in the transition. Um I if mean, they're Gressel, counting on him to be the one to hold it in the in the, in the defensive mid, I, that's not his game. And if that's what we're waiting for, then, then we're in trouble. Because when we were getting cooked defensively and then Tata has Busquets be the one to drop back, I'm like, okay, we're cooked. At that point, I was like, oh, well, defensively, we're, we're not going to do anything positive. Like, Ruiz can play that role. Gregory can play that role. Busquets isn't that guy anymore. Busquets can distribute. But defensively, he's not. I'm not saying that he's the worst thing in the world, but he shouldn't be out there doing that. Well, and and Cuervo Miami is saying starting lineup in the opening will look very different. I mean, I think so. I I think that I think, bro. I really think that they're pocketing this whole Suarez Campana thing. I really think that they're pocketing that. No way they're so gonna, gonna pocket have... that. All you know, all there's no way that they don't experiment with that in the preseason if they're really gonna try it during the regular season. Impossible, dude. I. I think they're going to pocket that, bro. 
I think that no they're going to pocket that. Yes. Why wouldn't they try it out in the preseason at least once? You think they're going to try it now against the 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 Al Halal and Al Nasir? You think they're going to do it now against somebody? Like they they can't just go into the regular season and be like, all right, let's try this for the first time right now. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the end of the day, and and Lawrence is mentioning Kamal Miller was missed. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't know if he would have made a huge difference, but I think he would have been aggressive enough to make a difference. I don't remember laughing at anybody for saying that Gressel was going to be a center midfielder, but I do remember saying that it would never happen. And now that it's happening, this is why I thought that it would never happen. I never thought that he would be playing in the midfield, and I'm still shocked that it's happening. And I I don't even know what to say. Is Christian Medina really going to happen? Because if Christian Medina does happen, then that's your guy. But I still think that Gregory should be starting back there. Honestly, I think they should go to a 4-3-3. If your defense is bad, there's absolutely no reason to be playing with three defenders back there. You think Freyer is going to be good enough to all of a sudden fix those problems? Noah Allen hasn't looked good, but you think Freyer is going to be better? Like that much better where all of a sudden this three-man back line is going to all of a sudden work? I don't think so. I think you need four guys back there. I don't think he's going to be that big of a difference maker either. Like Raul Rojas is saying he will star against Al-Nazir. Look, we spoke to that that, uh, three-loss global. The uh, the ones that do the podcast for the Olympicos in Greece. That's the team that Freyr last played for. They said he's slow. He's not good on the ball. He got benched because he cost them a Europa game. Like, I'm not expecting great things from this guy. Maybe he'll surprise us and be good. But I don't think we're getting anything better than Kamal Miller. I think at best, and, that, and, I'm, and I don't even think we're going to get that. But let's say, hopefully, at best, we get Kamal Miller. And do you remember how much we were criticizing the defense when Kamal Miller was there? Everybody said, Kamal Miller's horrible. Let's get this guy out of here because we need better. And right now, I'm yeah. hoping to at least get Kamal Miller from this guy. I, and, and, and speaking, let, let's flip it to the offensive side because me, M, is mentioning Farias was missed. Somebody else mentioned that earlier. I mean, do you really think that Farias was missed? No, you really think that like his presence was like, oh, I, man. I couldn't. I can't you really, believe we couldn't. Yeah, go ahead. Do you really think that he would have done more than what David Ruiz did today? Absolutely not. Me either. But I have a really bad opinion on Facundo Farias. Like, I don't understand why everybody's licking his ball sack. Like, get out of here, bro. Like, David Ruiz uh, did well, and Taylor would have came on and done the same thing that Facundo Farias did. I mean, does he have? Yep. And and Dennis, yeah, you said it right there. Farias stinks. Maybe my opinion is a little drastic, but you and Dennis. Yeah, no, get out. Look, and I Cam is mentioning if we don't get better defenders, we're fucking cooked. Look no, what we need to do is we need to change the formation. That's what we need to do. I think that's what I personally think needs to happen because I don't see how we're playing with a three-man back line when we don't even have three center backs. Like at least yeah. if we had three center backs playing it. But we don't. And I know McVeigh came in for Kristoff. So obviously McVeigh is the, the backup center back that's, that's, uh, that's thought of, right? He's the first one off the bench. But is McVeigh really going to make things better? I, I, don't, I don't really know. I think that they need a formation change. Or at least put Gregory in there to help defensively. Look at this. Look at this comment. Alejandro Mitchell, is. like Farias equals player. He, he we is. have Messi, bro. What are we talking about with Farias playmate? We got 
Lionel Messi. So what you're saying is that you only need one player. one playmaker. That's it. We got Busquets. So I, that's it. Okay. So let's just we don't have I, to get as many playmakers as possible out there. I mean, come on, bro. Like we're making Farias, it out to be Farias. like we lost because Farias wasn't on the field. Like, uh, are you are you confused as to what, why Robert Taylor is not seeing the pitch? Um. I'm not confused because I know that, let me tell you, I can guarantee you right now that Tata loves David Ruiz and he wants him to see the field as much as possible. So I think that that's one of the biggest reasons he's not seeing the field. Also, Gressel, who is a new uh, addition to the team, obviously we want to incorporate him. I don't want to so, hate on Gressel. I really don't. Because I think that he's just playing poorly because he doesn't belong in the midfield. But... I do not want to keep seeing that guy there. I really don't. Like that, it's, it's starting to annoy me to see him there. Um, but they want him for crosses, though. He's a cross play my king. right wing back. He's a cross king, baby. That that supposedly, but let's play him at right wing back then. That that's what I don't I don't get. I'm seeing two and a half crosses from that kid. Get him out of here. Ship him. Oh, shut up. You're the worst. You're ready to ship everybody except for Emerson. Bring Emerson, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck a Farias. Get him out of here. All right. So uh, let's let's run through some of these quickly. Messi. What did you think of Messi today? Um, Messi's Messi. Like I, I Messi's mean, he Messi. did well. Yeah, Messi's yeah, Messi. He, he did some well. Beautiful he did passes. A... Yeah. That that goal to uh, that David Reese goal. That that ball that Messi gave him. Whew. That Messi. Messi magic. Uh, Messi, yeah. uh, obviously, David Ruiz and Messi to me are the standouts. And I know it's almost like silly to say that Messi's a standout because obviously, but yes. he hasn't looked rusty at all. I think Messi has looked absolutely amazing outside of that one missed goal against, I think it's, was it Dallas where he got it blocked? Yeah. But yeah, Messi looked sharp. So, all right. So, Messi, awesome. So, here's another one controversial Luis Suarez. Thoughts on Luis Suarez? I actually thought that he did very well. I thought that he played better, obviously, than the last two games. And I just think that the timing isn't there. That's what they're working through in this preseason, right? Like that; those are the kinks. General. Yeah, I think those are the kinks that they're working through, and that's why we got called for like 768 offensive, uh, you know, offsides. But I, that's what we're working at, and I think that with I, enough I time, I agree. Yes, as we gel better and as we play together better, I feel like that's going to be smooth. And uh, and you're going to love to see Luis Suarez put balls in the back of the net. That's what well, I think. I, I, look, so. Luis Suarez, a couple things. First, it's painful to watch him run. Watching him chase after balls hurts. Like It looks like he's struggling. I feel really bad. We got to stop playing the long ball to him because he, he's going to be shot like really quick because it, it looks rough to watch him run. But yeah. the timing is what's off, like you said. Seven offsides, that's all timing. You got to give that time. I think that they're going to get things under control really soon. Yeah, I thought that he looked good. Uh, obviously, he missed a couple of gimmies. But you expect Luis Suarez to come around eventually. And um, I'm not worried about Luis Suarez. There were some people after the first, maybe first or second miss, maybe, 
people were absolutely going, oh, see, Luis Suarez sucks. Oh, my God, Luis Suarez this, Luis Suarez death. Then he scores a goal, and it's like, ah, oh, but it was a tap-in, blah, blah, blah. So what is it? What is it? Who cares? Yeah. Look, Erling Haaland is a Ballon d'Or possibly winner, and he literally lives off of tap-ins. Nobody cares. He's scoring them. They count. Shut the fuck up. Uh, all right, so I Luis Suarez is going to be I fine. Thought, yeah, I thought he played well. I thought he played fine. All right. Uh, I don't understand why that why there's so much hate. Like he's they're working through it, and and he's always gonna run like a grandma. So just let him run like a grandma as long as he puts balls in the back. Like of the grandma, it, it looked it looked it just it just looked painful, man. It looked like he was like limping while running. It was rough. David Reese, yeah. we already covered it, but just real quick, David Reese. He was playing like a G, bro. Yeah, like stand David out. Reese just... played freaking really well. He played well. I mean, he slipped up a little bit on defense in the beginning, but other than that, um, you know, he, and he, he missed, gelled he missed right Suarez back. once. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, uh, let's see. Noah Allen. I mean, he's out of position big time. Look, th those are the cops. They're running to go get whatever player wants to put, whatever coach <sighs> wants to put him at center back. That's what's happening. I mean, that doesn't matter. He's he, still he's still a defender. He needs to. He needs to. If they put him there, he has to perform. What do you think of his performance? Out of, out of, I get it, out of position, and I think it's unfair to him. But that's where he was playing. What do you think of him? He had that poor I, clearance look, that led to a goal. I, I don't think that he's been playing great, and I don't think that he's been playing terribly. I feel like he's kind of held his own um, on defense. And I feel really bad because... He doesn't get the same benefit that Gressel and Alba uh, that Gressel and Yedlin get on one side, where he can be able to play, you know, together with Alba. So, I mean, unfortunately for him, he's just put in a bad position, literally and figuratively. And um, and if he doesn't perform as center back, I don't think he's going to see any more playing time. Well. I also think that he's going to be the backup left back. And I think when Freyed comes in, he's going to take Noah Allen's spot. I think it sucks for him that they keep putting him at center back. But just judging him off of what he did today, it was a bad game. It was a bad game. It was yeah. a poor clearance that led to that goal. And it really sucks. It really sucks because I think that they're, they're almost putting him in a position to fail. All right. Uh, Julian Gressel, we've gone over this quite a bit. But... I think that if he ever gets to play on that right side, if he can show some of those amazing crosses that are guaranteed goals, maybe we'll, we'll change our mind. But until we see him there, like he, yeah, Gressel was. Of, I didn't think I he mean, was that great. And, and, and so far, I mean, it seems like we, it seems like we went crazy to go get Julian Gressel. So I can imagine, I mean, just seeing how the fans react on Twitter online, like people are not happy with this guy. People are not happy with him. And me personally, I hope that him and Yedlin can be able to find a chemistry, which you kind of saw at some points in the game, um, which I, I feel like that's going to give us a little bit of an advantage on one side. Uh, and I guess you know, we just got to be able to see Julian Gressel do whatever the hell he was brought here to do. All right, Drake Callender. Oof. I, I don't know, man. Did you think he played – I mean, you said he played awful, but I don't think he played awful. I mean, he let some easy balls go past him. He let some easy balls go past him, but, I mean, look, this is the third preseason game. I don't want to flip the fuck out either. I, I just want to make sure that, 
everybody understands like he's getting it you know one of the worst things that i saw during this whole uh this whole game was the fact that you're seeing inner miami start their third preseason game and you have al hilal who's already been like through their season like this is like the super bowl for them i guess or whatever they beat uh ronaldo's team last month 3-0 yeah, because they scored like four thousand goals so far this season. Like they're the highest scoring mm-hmm. team in in that in that in that league. So and in, in nineteen games, they only given up nine goals, and we scored three on them today. I get that everybody's gonna say, "Oh, cool, Bali wasn't playing, and there was backups," but it is what it is. Uh, and I look, I thought Calendar had some good uh, some good blocks, so I don't want to completely say that it was an absolutely dreadful performance. But yeah, he had a bad clearance. I don't know if it was a goal kick. I think it was a clearance. Might have been a goal kick, but it was poor. That's a turnover, which lets that second goal. And that last goal went right through his hands. So uh, I've seen him have better days. All right. Uh, and then I have a question to you about the VAR. We saw VAR a few times. What did you think about the camera view when they oh, were that looking was at the referee watching the replay? I thought it was cool. I had never seen that before. Like you actually get to watch the referee and what the referee is actually seeing. I, at least maybe... Maybe it's something that has been seen, and maybe just I had never realized it. But I thought that was the first time I'd seen it, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, you know, I thought you were going to talk about how the camera play was in covering the game. It's like if they had the camera kind of floating, following the ball everywhere. I like like that also. Oh, my God. I thought that was awful. What? No, I like that. No way. I mean, what are we doing? We're playing freaking... uh... What is that? That free-flowing camera like on Madden? Get out of here. No way, dude. I did like the fact that they did put the camera on the referee when when the referee was going to the VAR, but I thought that that floating camera was just an awful idea. And that penalty kick that Messi took, it looked like it was out of a video game. I don't know. It was interesting. I really liked the camera work today. Uh, My understanding is that Apple is going to be that's kind of an Apple thing. Like, that's how Apple's going to do their games all season, supposedly. We'll see. And that Saudi, the pitch looked beautiful. Like, we're not playing in El Salvador anymore. Like, that that, that was a beautiful pitch. I didn't realize that this is like some type of cup, like Riyadh season cup or something. Like, if we somehow yeah. win, like, we get a trophy, which is, I guess, like the Charlotte trophy that we yeah. got. Random. <laughs> um, is what it is. And then uh, one last thing before we get on to uh, to our guest for today. Um, what did you think of the fact that there were no pink jerseys? Well, at least not, not many that I could see in the crowd. I don't know. Well, it was I blue. It's such a long trip. And I imagine that the fans over there support their team, uh, you know, very, very heavily. Uh, it's not like you have a lot of fair weather fans. I mean, how many people know about Inter Miami? Sure, uh yeah but they know about Messi, yeah, right like that, that's what know, it man. is that, that that looked like regular grass. i don't know i'm not an i'm not an expert uh, i'm not an expert uh, on grass not that kind of grass <laughs> all right and um and then for everybody that, that's talking about um the the defense the defense the defense right this defense is gonna kill us i i decided to go look it up and um, just a couple things. Last year, Columbus won the championship. 14th uh, worst defense in the league. So, um, I'm sorry, 14th best. 14th best. My apologies. Okay. 14th best. So, uh, 
I mean, their defense wasn't necessarily stellar either. Uh, also, in the last 10 years, the top defense has never won the MLS Cup in the Ooh. last 10 years. So if you have the best defense, doesn't really mean that you're going to win much. You know, we don't really spend too much DP money on defenders here in this league. So uh, LAFC won it two years ago. They had the third best defense, granted. NYCFC won it the year before that. They had the sixth best defense. So obviously it helps. When the Sounders won it back in, in 2019, I want to say, they had the 11th best defense. So am I saying that we can go in there with the shitty three-back line? No. Am I saying that if we don't have the best defense in the world, we can still win? A hundred percent. So, well, I mean that that goes to show you that as long as you put some balls in the bag, then who gives a crap about defense? I guess right. You just got to be semi decent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. You want to be like you don't want to be in the like the latter half of the league, yeah, of but if course. you're in the top from Columbus showed us, you could be 14th and still win the title. So. So, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll leave it there. Anything else you want to touch on today's game before we move on to our guest, Mr. Justin Blair? Well, what do you think about the kits? Oh, okay. What you think uh, about the kit? It was okay. I mean, yeah. the pink the pink was better than I expected. Yes, it was. Yes, it was uh, a lot was better. better. I, I don't get what the whole togetherness thing is, but um, it was better. Yeah, they gave an explanation as to like the, the designs. I, I didn't really, whatever. Um, but mean, it was okay. I, I had seen it so much that it was like by the time I officially saw it, I was like, meh. You know, it's whatever. Well, I feel like I feel like they're doing the whole like, you know, togetherness and like explaining all these other details about the jersey, just so that way there's like this emotional investment to like the jersey. Like you gotta get it because this means something to you. I will tell you, when I got La Noche, the one, this logo is a lot smaller than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. But I feel like in the pink jersey, it looks larger. And I don't I don't know if it is or not. I'll probably be wearing it next episode. Yeah. But I thought that it would be – I thought this one would be larger. It looks kind of small. Yeah. And on the pink one, to me personally, I thought it looked a little bigger. I guess we'll probably, compare them. Yeah. We'll compare them. Uh, well, I thought it was dance. dope. I thought that the new kits were super sick. Um, I'm going to get it. Uh, I don't care if it's just like a, you know, a new. I mean, I'm still going to get that shit. Like, who cares? I'm going to get that one, too. Probably get what? the. Are you going to get a name in the back? No, hell no. No, 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 no. no. I got a name on the back. back. Yeah, you got it. Oh, I got the messy going for those of you on audio. Come on. Come on. And everybody, everybody says that I hate on, on, uh, on messy. Come on now. That was good. That was good. Stop uh, no. asking for the prediction, brah. Jesus. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into you know the, what prediction. the prediction. Is? We're going to get into the prediction on be... Wednesday. On Wednesday, we're going to be 10-0. Emerson flies in tonight. Oh, brother. And destroys Al-Nazir. Okay? All right. So, uh, every episode from now until the uh, beginning of the season, we are previewing a Eastern Conference team. Uh, we've already done the Red Bulls. We did Atlanta with Tommy one time. And now joining us from Cincy Soccer Talk, Mr. Justin Blair. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys tonight? Fantastic. We're, we're good. <laughs> because we, we, we like Columbus more than we like Cincinnati. So. Oh, no, 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 no. I did it with that. Good shot. You liked him so much, you had to lift off 
Gressel. Is that what it is? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Well, you've seen enough of Gressel. Yeah. Well, I mean, for half a season last year with Columbus. I saw him quite a bit last year. Yep. I've... So what, what did you think of Gressel? Because personally, look, when, when I saw that he got benched in the playoffs, I was like, hmm. And then you want to play him in the midfield. I'm just not feeling it. What are you thinking of Gressel since you have a little bit of a history or you've seen him? Yeah, for me, I think Gressel, I think all of the praise that he gets for his crosses is well-deserved. I think Gressel is amazing at picking out spots and putting the ball where it needs to be. I think that Gressel, though, is one of those odd characters where you don't really know where to put him. Um, he obviously played at uh, Vancouver quite a bit at right back. And then when he was playing for the USMNT, they put him in central midfield, kind of being one of those playmakers in the midfield. And it looks like Tata is kind of taking a little bit of that, saying, hey, what do we have with that? Because we know we have to replace some pieces in there. But Gressel is, he's a great player. Um, I don't think he was one of, you know, the difference makers that's going to be for Miami. I think he, he does give you attacking options, but you already have attacking options on that other side, right? If you're playing him at right back, you already have a Yedlin that can domineer right up the pitch. And you have a guy like Jordi Alba, who's going to come up the other side of the pitch. We know Alba is uh, sometimes to his own detriment, going to play way too far up the pitch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but, but Gressel's kind of an odd character because with this team, with the depth that you have, it may be a depth piece, to be honest with you. It could be a, a situation where they're looking at it and saying, hey, we got to be able to perform week in, week out, no matter what competition we're having. And Gressel is a player that you can kind of put in there with no other wing bags and have a very good, but he needs to find some other minutes. So this might be Tata's answer to that. And I don't want to be hypocritical and get on Gressel too much, right? Because I keep saying that the preseason doesn't matter. You got to give these guys time. And I'm jumping on Gressel. So I get it. I got to give him time. I just hate that they're putting him to play at that position. I kind of yeah. wish they would just put him at right back. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe he'll, he'll find his footing and uh, look a little better. All right. <clears throat> so we are here to talk a little Cincinnati. For those of you that don't know, Cincy, Supporter Shield winner last year. Uh Obviously, it doesn't really matter much when you don't win at all. But supporter shield winner, what it's is the, the greatest story? Like? It's the greatest trophy in Concacaf. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, every uh, so for for me, the I know the jokes about the supporter shield being a trophy or not being a trophy for people that may not be familiar with MLS. It's not a trophy you put in your trophy case. It is a trophy that's passed around through supporter groups to the next team that is the top of the league in the regular season next year. So a lot of people dog on that trophy as being one of the worst, but to me, it's the best as far as league competition, because it shows that you have a performing group. Now with Cincinnati, it may be a little bit different. We saw that in the playoffs in the open cup semifinal game that maybe you're running your guys a little ragged <laughs> trying mm -hmm. to chase after it's a supporter something, show, yeah. uh, some piece of hardware. Because Cincinnati, again, if people aren't familiar, three-time wooden spoon, bottom-of-the-table team to start off. 
And now we're just slowly starting with the new management group. We're starting to progress as a, a competitor. And obviously we've kind of kicked that door open. So what is the storyline for Cincinnati heading into the season? Storyline is uh, some of the pieces that got you there. How can you manage without those? Uh, we saw during the summer, we lost Brenner. Uh, Brenner was a phenomenal piece in 2022. Uh, he didn't, necessarily have a consistent goal production but when he caught fire i think he had two maybe three uh, uh hat tricks in 2022 he was a very dynamic playmaker at ford uh then brandon vasquez the ultimate poacher wow. i mean uh if, if for fans think of a young olivier Giroux, just somebody who could just put it in the net and then obviously the aerial dual ability with brandon vasquez is, is bar none if you have a shot in monterey if you have a chance to watch Monterey in Liga Mekis, uh, I highly recommend it. He's already poached three goals, and he's had three Less than two games? He's had oh. three appearances, but two But he starts. hasn't played the four games, right? Yeah. So the, uh, And then, obviously, there's some rumors about uh, our left wing back, uh, Ariel Barriel. Like, are, are we going to be able to, uh, one, move him? That's something that remains to be seen. And then if he is coming back, that's a huge benefit to this team because Barial and his playmaking ability up that left channel with Lucho Acosta, uh, that's 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 paramount. And then, of course, Yurisa Mascara, uh, the loanee from Wolves, is now playing for Villarreal. He was a phenomenal defender. I think everybody knew that that guy was not MLS caliber player. I'm not, no no disrespect to the MLS, but that guy was the fastest guy on the field almost every time he stepped on it. And that's who I was going to ask about was Mosquera, because to me he was like one of the players other than Kubo that like really stood out to me um, for your team. And the fact that you guys lost him is like oof. That's that's a that's a tough hit. Yeah, so that's that's the questions, right? It, the questions are how are we going to be able to improve but yet lose some of those pieces? And we already saw one of those answers. So Mascara was obviously a phenomenal player, great talent, but we replaced him with arguably the second, third best center back in the league with Miles Robinson from Atlanta United. I mean, he had an off year last year, though. He he was injured. He got injured before the World Cup. Come back, I think he got. What twenty caps? Towards the end of, yeah, towards the end of the year. Huh? Yeah, and he was late to his step. I, I mentioned that on uh, our podcast. He he was a little bit late to his step a couple times, but I think we've seen the pedigree. Uh, it was a clear USMNT starter before the injury, and oh, if for we sure, could get I wanted him. Half, that before you guys got him, I was begging for into Miami to go get him. Yeah. Yeah, well, that would have been a massive move for <laughs> Inter Miami. Uh, but for yeah, sure. it, having pieces like that, and of course, we went out and got Corey Baird from uh, Houston. So you guys saw them in the Open Cup final. Uh, he is a player that, arguably, out of any of the players we've signed, uh, can kind of replace what Brenner was able to do as far as that next level position up in the attacking forward that can be dynamic enough and, and have delivery enough that can uh, really put Bupenza on a pedestal. And, and, and we saw that with Brandon Vasquez last year, eight goals, not something to shake a stick at, but certainly not the 19 goals he had when he had Brenner as a pairing partner. 
So this is a great question by Mike V. Before I talk about any sort of key additions you guys got, Mike V is asking, how's it feel to be a fan of the second most popular club in Ohio? (laughs) (laughs) Mike V just comes for the gut every time. Mike V, let me mention this, Mike V. Okay, so you guys started in 1996, all right? So second most popular team. Let's, Let's... cool the Jets a little bit there. I think there's some gaps in time where your trophy case was just as bare as ours. So uh, I, I, would, I would pump the brakes there. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a gut punch to have a season like we did last year where oh, absolutely. almost about three quarters of the season top the table and then yes. have the juices just run out, especially when you're up two goals to nil at halftime. And you lose to your in-state rival. Yep. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the rough part. But now what are the Hell key additions? Yes. But Very. now what are the what do you think are the key additions that you've made in order to sort of help you get over the hump, I guess, this season? Well, I, I don't think it's uh for unique to FC Cincinnati, I don't think we have to worry about over the hump, right? I think that there's some depth that we have to address, right? Uh, center back was obviously one last year when we lost mm-hmm. Matt Miazga, and people forget Nick Haglin went out right before the playoffs. So your two starting center backs aren't even playing in the Philadelphia game and then obviously the Columbus game. So we addressed that. We went out and got Kip Keller from Austin. Obviously not a day one starter. He was a draftee. Uh, the year before, solid potential for the kid, but it, it remains to be seen. FC Cincinnati wanted him in the 2022 draft and uh, weren't able to get him. Austin was able to take that prize. Then we go out and obviously get, you know, Miles Robinson, a healthy uh, Haglin later, and then we went out again for the third straight year and drafted another center back in the draft. And we've had tremendous success in the draft so far with Ian Murphy just got called up to the USMNT from our center back draftees. So that's oh, no, that, was, that was the main thing to, to address, right, is depth to improve and- from last year and then obviously fill in what we lost. What we've been talking about during the episode is our lack of defense. Just so everybody knows, Cincinnati won the supporter shield with the ninth worst defense. I'm sorry, ninth best defense in the league. So uh, not even top five, not top eight, the ninth. So uh, there you go. We'll be okay, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and then other than that, I mean, you guys, what what are the strengths this time around? Well, strength is the MVP. Reigning MVP. I mean, Lucho Acosta it has to start with him. Uh, it ends with him. But yeah, that that center channel straight up the pitch is the strength of FC Cincinnati. Having Lucho Acosta is the the best ten in the MLS. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, look, Danny, he's good. He's good. He's he's not lying. He's good. I don't know about the best, but he's the best. He's pretty good. The best CDM in the league and the Ooh. reigning defender of the year at Matt Miazga back there. Right up that spine, and then now Salentano is not somebody to shake its stick at. Again, another USMNT guy. God, that was a stinky take. That's right your there. favorite guy, no, isn't no, it? No, get him out of here. Get <laughs> him love here. Roman, baby. <laughs> now, wait, before we get into it, it, uh, the point that we were going to make as far as what you think the weaknesses are, Mike V, up to his usual antics, right? Came at the gut before, and now he is going with the wish uh, comment here. Justin equals wish. Where is Waldo? You're that is, 
Uh, that, first of all, that leads me to my next question, which is extremely pressing. Okay. Oh, Have you ever worn a Where's Waldo costume for Halloween? I haven't, but I need to. I have. What? Ironically, like every place I've ever worked, that's the going joke. And it's not because I'm, it can't be found or anything. I mean, I'm probably the most noticeable person in the building, but everybody calls me Waldo everywhere I've ever gone. And so I need to, I need to don the suit and maybe get a cane or something like that. Listen, I can you see it. have to do that. I can see it, and it will go viral. Somebody who pours <laughs> that on Instagram, and it will go viral. You will literally have people searching and looking for that. I promise you. I'll go for it. I'll go for it. I'll, I'll make sure you guys are tagged in it. Yes. And uh, and Mr. Krabs is saying that he thinks that you pull shopping carts, but we'll get to that a little bit later. We'll leave the really imp- we'll leave the really important questions for last. All right. So. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the weaknesses now? You talked a little bit about the strengths, but what do you think are the weaknesses? It's the wings. I mean, yeah. that, I think everybody and their brother can tell you that that is the biggest concern going into the season. Because, again, Barial is still I – mean, we're, we're a few days away from the, the, the window closing, but if Barial goes, that's a huge that's it. That's a huge hit. Team. Yeah, and then we just lost Santiarius. He just signed. Oh, son, he finally left? What did yep. he, he sign? Uh, I, to be honest with you, you I am, okay, the, it, it's, it. it's a Central American side or a South American side. That's I who I wanted. I wanted, yeah. instead of Russell, I wanted Santiarias. Yeah, it, it, it was, um, Arias, unfortunately, just never really clicked in FC Cincinnati. I mean, we, we saw the moments of brilliance, but I, I, I've said this before. It was a volume of wanting more with him. There was just he was completely plagued with injuries the whole time he was here. Uh, we never could. I mean, we had Ray Gaddis, who was a retired right back, playing most of the season at right back because we didn't have any other options. And uh, uh, Arias obviously was brilliant at times. Brought the pedigree. Brought the unbelievable fire. That's the thing that I loved the most about Arias's time here, but. Um, replacing him is not going to be easy. Now, the person he's replaced with is Alvis Powell, who's who's never, I mean, it, you're probably hard-pressed to find somebody with more experience at that right-back position in the MLS. He um, played for us, so we know him well. Yeah, Powell's been all around the map. I mean, uh, so it's not a bad position to have, but then the question is, who do you have behind all that? Because even if you answer the Barial question, we have um, we have not been able to sign anybody. And this is kind of resonating a little bit of what we saw with the center back situation last year, right? We were looking at a situation where, oh my God, our center backs have played almost every minute <laughs> and we're only six games, seven games into the season. Uh, this is a bit concerning. So now we're looking at our right and left back, and we don't even know exactly what system we're we're looking. At. I mean, we've we've ran the three five two almost entirely through uh, Pat, Pat Noonan's reign here at FC Cincinnati, but he was kind of brought in with the theory that he was going to run a four four two diamond. So are we going to change that up? Are we going to play a little bit more defensive and rely a little bit on the midfield? Because like you mentioned, we had Kubo. 
There's a uh, rumor that we have uh, Pavel Bucha, which is a, a solid pickup from Europe that's going to could make an impact. It would be replacing Junior Moreno, who hasn't been signed back with the team. Um, and then obviously with Obina and, and Lucho, you can't go wrong with those four in the midfield. Now, you know what's refreshing before you get to the to the next part, Danny? I think it's refreshing that their team at least admits that they're playing a 3-5-2, unlike us, that are stuck <laughs> saying that we're playing a 5-3-2 when it's really like all of our wingbacks are just up there. And the only player that's playing defense is Kristoff. And he's 100%. stuck in quicksand. 100%. So. I'm pretty sure that I've seen Yedlin and Alba playing higher than Suarez and Messi consistently. Oh, absolutely. They're, consistently absolutely. they're, they're basically an inside <laughs> of the other goal. Yeah, we're, we're at, yeah it's basically is where they're chilling. <laughs> well, you got to have somebody that can run down those balls. I mean, I saw Suarez going after that one on the left channel. And I was, Boy, that was uh, like that you guys. I was cringing the entire I felt bad. I was like, oh, my God, this is – Let's not play these long balls to to him anymore, man. We got to get somebody else to build this thing up because this is wrong. All right. um, So you told us the weaknesses, the strengths, the storylines. So what are your predictions for Cincinnati this year? Like what what was the expectation and do you think they'll meet those expectations? Uh, For me, I think Cincinnati could realistically be um, fourth in the East this year. Okay. I think I think there has to be some step back. There has to be. I think there's uh, added competitions. We're playing in CONCACAF Champions Cup. We're surely going after that. Um, there's there's and just also a, some some big people leaving. Brendan Vasquez leaving. It's huge. Vasquez is a huge loss, but we, we felt like we replaced that with Pupenza. I know most people suspected that Pupenza was going to be one of those players to replace Brenner. Not the same caliber of player. Uh Pinza is a goal scorer in the box kind of player. And he, he takes and if, some chances, right? And if Barreal leaves, do your expectations drop? If Barreal leaves and we close out this window without a surprise signing, yes. Mm-hmm. My expectations. I, I do believe that there is still opportunity to recover uh, the table whenever we get to the summer window, which isn't, you know, horrible for us, but I do. I would. I would definitely expect us to be playing uh, somewhere between fourth or seventh. Okay. Now, Danny, before you ask your next question or wherever we're going after this, oh, I was I just going to ask wanna... if you thought thought we, they're going to get any trophies at all. Do, what, what do you think, Justin? Do you think that you guys are going to be holding up any hardware this year, or is it going to be zero all over the place? Uh, Cincinnati's a bit cursed. Uh, uh, the semifinal curse is very real for FC Cincinnati. Um, it's 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 difficult to say. I don't see us winning this year with the squad we had. If you know, if we went back to last year, maybe we could compete in the Concacaf Champions Cup. But I don't see us being able to run through uh, that competition. But Open Cup is still something that FC Cincinnati, I know it's gotten a lot of flack over the years, but it's it's how FC Cincinnati made it to MLS. So it's still the jewel that we would like to win, right? We would, I, yeah, I wonder who beat us last year. But, um, <laughs> but it's still a jewel that would be really awesome for the story of this club to have won. Uh, and then MLS Cup, I think the... 
that no longer are chasing after a supporter shield, it, it, that's for certain. Uh, we are going to see a rotated squad. We are going to see guys get some rest. So we're going to try to get into the MLS Cup and be probably the most dangerous team in the MLS Cup. Well, thank you for that preview. Now I'm going to pass it over to Chris so he can finish it off with... Uh... Oh, God. Go. So, but before I do, I want to, I want, I want you guys in the chat and everybody viewing, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us and kicking it in the chat. And one of the things I want to just bring up, which is going to be a fun fact of the day. And just for this fun fact, I want you guys to like and subscribe. If you haven't, go ahead and just toss it up and like the video. Mr. Krabs is saying, y'all keep talking about balls. Yes, we have mentioned balls a lot. And fun fact is that Danny and I, originally with uh what uh, i don't know where you're going with this <laughs> no i pause 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 danny and i with another gentleman that does the dolphins podcast uh manny we were gonna start a podcast before the uh, battered network which is called beards talking balls so <laughs> that would that's what it was called, right, Danny? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was gonna be called. It's gonna be called Beard Stalking Balls. Yeah, funny. I wonder really why so. that didn't take off. Well, <laughs> well, we never started it. We never started it. <laughs> and and another and another comment I want to get to before I get to my stupid nonsense is Stancy brings up Waldo uses a cane. So I thought I started thinking back and I'm like, geez, did he? I remember he held something. So I went into the archives. I put my crack staff on 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 the clock and boom, there it is. For those of you on audio, uh, there's a picture of Waldo holding up a cane. So, yes, Waldo holds a cane in his uh, in his poses. I wish I had something I could throw on. Yes. <laughs> no, because then you would turn this episode into episode ninety-eight, and then Danny would hate you like he hates yes. uh, like Tommy Two Time. No, I don't have AJ. It was it AJ Styles. Yes. Uh, no, I don't have one of those. Um, real oh, quick, I, I did have a question for the chat. Um, just talking about the beers, talking balls, and all that other stuff. We were uh, kicking around the idea of starting a, a Discord. So some people have mentioned it. Uh, I actually opened it but i haven't officially let out the link or anything just curious to see if people would actually be interested in joining a discord if they do we could talk uh you know go, go in the comments go, go in the comments and give me a d wow, <laughs> wow. i just let that sit there in the air wow there. Uh, yeah there. you can see where, where where this show is about to go 98 all, right. all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so go ahead, Chris. Take it Ooh, away. This is a good one. Battered balls. Oof. Yeah. No, we're staying away from that. all that stuff. Sean Callahan, I'll give you a D, all right, and then save <laughs> your D's nuts. Yes. Oh, Let's go, guys. Bring geez. it. So, as you know, up to our normal shenanigans, Justin. We got some questions that need answers. And I don't know if, did you answer the sandwich question? No, no. Okay, uh, so then, then let me ask it then. So which way do you cut your sandwiches? You cutting them diagonally like a weirdo or you're cutting them north to south? Don't let my bias guide you. <laughs> so if it's my kid's sandwich, it's diagonal. But for me, it's the north and south for sure. Yeah. Why? Why? Because I like, I like bread. 
I like having a little bit more bread in my bite. It's literally the it's same not. exact sandwich. It's, it's, look it's at, absolutely look at not the all, same. If you just go straight across there, you're getting a little bit more bread with each of those bites. Absolutely. I'm not it's much literally the same. It's not. It's absolutely not. It Danny. puts you so no much more square. Weren't we talking before the show started how you were a numbers guy? Yeah, I'm a numbers guy, but that is literally that is the same. Fact right this there. is not no, the same. Thing. No, it's very different. This is not the same. You're literally cutting off 10% bread. Yep. <laughs> literally. Right. Let's not even play around there. Okay, Danny. So now we're going to the shopping carts here, Justin. You've had some hot takes online. And so he... you're gonna you're gonna do that. I mean, nah. just... Danny, I think Danny agrees with me here. I don't know. We'll see. Literally 10% cutage off the sandwich. So here I am shopping at the grocery store from the front of the cart because that's how I rock it. I go from the front shopping, and then we have our rear-ended shoppers holding it from the handlebars. So how do you shop for your groceries and such? I have to be the guy pushing it. I'm not pulling a cart around the store I, I don't understand that like it's like oh my god you have to go back and double take every time to go put it in it makes cart. perfect sense it put it in the cart one of the guys listed the show in front of the show joe joe kerr went ahead and he photoshopped a homeless chris pulling a cart because those are the only people you see pulling carts Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, Danny, and, and I forgot to bring this up because I got to ask Money Matthew. I forgot to ask him if I can post his video. He sent me a video of himself shopping and holding the front of the car and showing how amazing it is to shop holding the front of the car. I got to ask him for his permission before I put it on the next episode. You guys would will get exclusive video of that. So you guys are you guys are the worst. <laughs> and, All right. And I don't buy any Captain Crunch. What's what, what's your go-to cereal, Chris? Now I'm curious. My go-to cereal is Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Cocoa Pebbles. Cocoa Pebbles? Yeah, Cocoa. But what are you kidding me? What do you, what do you eat, bro? You is eat, that like fruity are, pebbles? No. no, it's not like fruity pebbles. It's Cocoa Pebbles. Who the hell wants fruity in their pebbles? Yeah, it's, is, is, it's are the Flintstones okay. are the Flintstones yeah. on the cover? Yeah. Yes, it's Cocoa so Pebbles. It's like fruity it's, pebbles, but chocolate. Exactly, but Fruity Pebbles sucks. So Fruity get Cocoa Pebbles, Puffs. it's like Cocoa Pebbles. I don't want Cocoa, Cocoa Puffs. Puffs. I want Cocoa Pebbles. What the fuck? Why? You're I would tired. rather get You're Reese's Puffs. Shut up. Why? I'd rather get Reese's Puffs than I would get Cocoa Puffs. I get Sean, Cocoa Pebbles. Sean agrees. You're a child. What's your favorite cereal? You eat fucking honey bunches of oats? Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Frosted Flakes. What's, Oh my god, you're even worse. Just get cornflakes and put cereal. What are you doing? You're wasting your money. What? But what? Oh, you said man. buy cornflakes and do what? Buy cornflakes and put sugar good on one. it. Ah, Lucky Charms you know is what? a waste because you know the, the marshmallow is the only good thing about it. My wife told me that her mom used to buy uh, frosted flakes and then throw sugar in there. I used to do that. Yeah. How are you not diabetic? <laughs> not because I'm, I'm just like I might have I might have put, put the cat out the back. Are you diabetic? I don't know. You might be. I, I'm not. I'm not. But I think I told you that my great grandmother died at 110. So like I got at least until <laughs> at least until 80 on bad health. Oh man! And what? Wait, bad habits. 
Hold on. Mr. Krabs is saying they're not called Cocoa Pebbles. Yes, they are called Cocoa. Yeah, I can go grab some right now. I got I, it in the cabinet. I've never heard of this Cocoa Pebbles thing. It's Fruity Pebbles, and if you like chocolate, you get Cocoa Puffs. No, it's, it, it honestly, if you like the, like the chocolate milk kind of thing afterward, I, mm -hmm. do you drink the milk afterward or you dump it out? That's a hot tea. I dump it. No, dump I drink it. it. What do you want? Oh, my God. What? Why you know that there's people? <laughs> what? You you don't drink your your milk after no, eating your what? You're I'm done awful. with the cereal. You're I'm awful. Oh no no. So no, you no. like you like you like a soup? Yes. yes, like a, you gotta drink it like a soup. Boom 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 boom. Done. No, no. When when I, when I have a little bit of milk left, I just put more cereal in it. I will I will oh, no, say you know, if you double if you, if you double dip on the cereal though, I won't drink that. Like if it's oh. like if I go back for seconds and it's that's just what I now do. like a semi like sugary milk mixture, I'm just like no. Nah, but that's yes. what you're drinking in the first place. Drink, no, but the first time it's refreshing. It kind of cools you off afterward. You're yeah, like, it does. Uh, your oh, mouth, yeah. like if you're eating, if you're eating Captain Crunch, you're ripping your top of your mouth wide open with that ridiculously. Ooh. And by I mean, the way, that, Hazel, Hazel said no milk, use water. By the way. My wife is a water drinker while she eats cereal. Crazy person. No, I can't. Way, I can't with yeah. that one. Yeah, I don't, no I don't know. Way. And then, and then, we got people picking Cheerios and Stancy with the hot take of the day. Cheerios is boring as hell. Mm -hmm. And Sean, and Sean, yeah, Danny is a fucking savage. Like Ooh, this is a good one. Do you pour the milk first or the cereal? No, what the fuck kind of animal am I? I was cereal goes first. Come on, man. Yeah. Okay, I think everybody goes that route. Okay, all right. Just... Come on. No, no. Have man. you ever met anybody that preferred Smacks over any other cereal? What the hell is Smacks? Never had Smacks. Know. Is that an Ohio thing? No, Smacks no. is the one with the frog on the cover. Yeah, it's the frog. I don't Never even heard know. Of Smacks. Like, they're like little corn something with they're covered in like caramel or something like that. What caramel? It's in your something cereal? like that. It's like it's yeah, kind of like good. uh, like those pot. You know the popcorn that you eat, where it's got the yes. little, like, caramelization on it. Like yeah, you get it out of the tin can. It's basically mm -hmm. like that with milk. It's terrible. Yes, it's god awful. No, I don't know. I, I don't know how this we got derailed into this, but just <laughs> know, you guys are crazy. But I am asking from now on on the show if people drink their milk after them with the cereal because that's that's preposterous what is the point it's the best that. you're a criminal you're a criminal cereal in it no it's a reward afterward yeah it is you it's know, absolutely... drink milk no no you, you, you have... no it's not the same you have to have the they have to have the illusion of healthy the... afterward you know what i mean like just get it and nice on top of that you don't get the soaking of the flavors in the milk it's true if you're, you're gonna drink yeah, go ahead, Justin. I, I agree with Chris. If you're going with Cocoa Pebbles and you don't drink your milk, you're a criminal. You're a you're fucking gone. criminal. That's why those cops are behind your house right now, Danny. They're gonna go and arrest you for being. <laughs> you know it's criminal. my house. Why can't it be? Why can't it be Justin's? No, why it's not Justin's. It's clearly your house, and they're going to arrest you because you are a criminal. Yeah, maybe I live in the hood. And okay. cereal is not a soup, and it's not a porridge. It's cereal. There's no way we're doing that argument. <laughs> <laughs> you're done daddy right. get out of here this is why this, this, show this, out. this is why this is the best mls podcast period Bar none. Yes. Oh, we'll be much appreciated you know what even if you didn't really mean it i'm gonna give you a, a, a applause anyway so. 
<laughs> Mike is double down, and I love it. Cops can't find Justin ever. Yeah, you're well, right, Chris, man. I fit right in. I think, well, I will tell you, Chris, I think we have a, a new question on our hands because I need to find out about this milk fiasco because I find oh. it hard to believe that people really all drink their milk after these cereal it's ridiculous yeah you're absolutely just okay before we get off out, you're done what, what what's the first podcast is gonna say that they just don't eat cereal like is it gonna be like vancouver or some shit like probably vancouver. they like, probably they eat like they don't eat cereal they eat like maple leaves or something for you know <laughs> breakfast or something like that they eat like green they, put they put syrup on their stuff syrup on everything <laughs> All right. Sure We're probably going to be doing the show with a grizzly bear. <laughs> All right, ah. Justin, man. You are awesome. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. Please let everybody know where they can find you to talk a little bit of Cincy Soccer Talk. Yeah, you can find us at CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. Uh, it's a great uh, – we got great people there. There's probably 25 of us that contribute to it. Uh, that's Damn. writing, uh, podcasting. We have three ch- – three shows we have our main shows on monday we have recorded uh jersey swap where we sit down with a member of the other uh the opposition the week before and we have a guy who um uh was a coach coach gall that uh does talking tactics with uh a former arsenal player uh so justin hoyt y'all are eating me i'm sorry no, you're good. No, you're no good. it was Tommy. It was Tommy. Tommy. He said he eats cereal dry and drink and drink milk as a chaser. <laughs> oh, Tommy, one time. That's fantastic. And then you can find us on Twitter or X at um, at Cincy Soccer Talk. Yeah, well, definitely check them out. They are definitely well informed. I mean, I didn't realize that was. It makes sense that you have 25 people because you guys are constantly on it and. Um, as always, you guys are you're an awesome guest. Um, man, I forgot the name of the person that came on with us from Cincy Soccer Talk last time. That was, he was awesome. Yeah. Okay. He was also awesome. So we appreciate both you guys taking the time to join us. And I don't remember when the first time it is that we play you this season is, but I'm sure we'll have you back on before Absolutely. then also. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts? You're a fucking criminal. Get out of here. Close the show. We're done. <laughs> If you are listening on audio, we appreciate you listening all the way to the end. We went a lot longer than we usually do, but we appreciate you hanging with us until then. Uh, please leave us five-star comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, we appreciate you watching all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe. And as always, for those of you in the comments, you guys are by far the best part of this show. We enjoy always interacting with you guys. We appreciate you kicking in with us for an hour and 15 minutes. And we'll be back on Wednesday to preview the Al-Nazar, the Messi versus... Well, Ronaldo's not playing because he's scared. So Messi just playing against Anazar, and we'll be talking about that on Wednesday. And uh, until the next one, have a good one.